0: Welcome to Exploring Missions,
1: connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or
0: across town. And now, the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. When you talk about missions, you're talking about the heart of God. Uh, You know, the whole message of the Bible starts with creation, the fall of man. And then basically the rest of it is is God's redemptive message and methods of trying to reach men. And uh, you find out God is interested in all the people, not just the people of a certain group, but all of them. And you find that throughout the Scriptures. But one of the places that you'll find this is in the Psalms, God's psalm book. They were singing songs about God being desirous of reaching the nations. This is Burt Harper along with Nathan Harper, and it's our joy to be with you on this program. Uh, We feel like this program is a valuable asset to, to American Family Radio. I try to do this every so often. Part of our mission statement is to aid the church in carrying out the Great Commission at home and throughout the world. And so we feel like we are a vital part of carrying out that part of the mission statement. And, Nathan, when we do this and we do a program, many times we interview someone. Uh, Other times we do some teaching about what the Bible has to say about missions. And uh, a lot of times, the only time, uh, you know, the pulpit in a church will talk about missions is maybe when they're having a mission conference or when they're taking up an offering. The rest of the time it kind of slips aside. So when we do this, we're trying to, let people know that the Bible is just filled with information about reaching people with the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, today we're going to do that in the in the Psalms. I I find I find this one interesting. How about you?
1: Oh yeah, it's it's very interesting. Uh, at least for me, I can speak for myself. Um, but um, I might be a, a bit of a nerd uh, when it comes to the Bible study. So hopefully uh, our listeners won't uh, check out because i think this is a very foundational uh understanding we need to grasp an uh, a foundational understanding of uh, missions in the bible god's heart for the nations uh, throughout scripture and you see it very clearly here in the in the psalms
0: and and it starts off of course psalm 1 is well known the contrast about the man and the two types of men, the man that obeys God, the man that does not obey God. But Psalm 2 starts out uh, very, I would say, emphatic about uh, man's kind of rebellion against God and and God's desire for them. So today, we're going to look at several psalms. We're not going to study each one of them detailed, but in Psalm 2, Nathan, I feel like it would be good for our, our listeners to hear, if not all of it, most of it. Would you mind starting that out in Psalm 2? And I think they'll get the message of of why uh, the gospel, the good news needs to be preached to all the nations. Would you do that for us? Yeah,
1: for sure. Psalm chapter 2. Why do the nations rebel, and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers conspire together against the Lord and His anointed one. Let's tear off their chains and free ourselves from their restraints. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord ridicules them. Then He speaks to them in His anger and terrifies them in His wrath. I have consecrated my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will declare the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask of me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, and the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will shatter them like pottery. So now, kings, be wise. Receive instruction, you judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with reverential awe, and rejoice with trembling. Pay homage to the Son, or he will be angry, and you will perish in your rebellion." For his angry, anger may ignite at any moment. All those who take
0: refuge in him are happy. What a, so that's Psalm yeah. chapter 2. It is. The first line kind of sets it up, doesn't it? Why? And, and I'm reading from the New King James. It says, why do the nations rage? But the yeah. key word there is nations, and you see that repeated in, in several places. And then it talks about the rulers, the kings, and the judges And uh, each one of these need God Uh, The nations need God The kings need God The rulers need God And so this is the message That there's a great need throughout the earth Uh, And sometimes we're so I'll ask you this, Nathan Are we so tunneled vision sometimes That that we only see the scriptures If it uh, fits our thoughts and what we want to do?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's is human tendency to uh, you know be selfish and, and think very narrowly, uh, and, and it's, it's more difficult to think globally. Uh, we tend to think, you know, my country, my nation, my people, uh, my life, you know, what applies to me. Um, and, you know, that's not, uh, you know, we do need to pay attention to those things, but that's not all we need to pay attention to. We need to see the global uh, activity of God and God has a heart for all the peoples, all the nations, the whole earth. Um, in Psalm two, you see, and we're going to look at a couple other Psalms that kind of show a uh, cosmic global drama, sort of like a, you uh, know, it's, it's really portrayed as a, uh, as warfare, um, that basically God is taking, uh, control of the earth, uh, you know, bit by bit, uh, using his people and, um, And there's conflict involved in that because the rulers, the kings, the judges, whether they, you know, we apply that as uh, earthly uh, humans or we apply that as spiritual beings, um, however, you see that, um, there's conflict. People that have set themselves up against God's rule, and uh, God is deserving of all people's worship, and He's going to rule over the whole earth. And so, as that comes about, you know, there's conflict. And so that's what this this uh, chapter in
0: Psalms is, is about. You know, uh, one of my mentors, Brother Bobby Moore, you remember Brother Bobby, just a heart for yes. God. He uh, he prayed for me. He said, "I'm praying for you, Bert, that you'll get a world view of missions." And, uh, you know, we talk about globalism. Now, again, we're not talking about the economy. We're not talking about a one-world government. But we are talking about one message that all the world needs to hear. It's globally. It's for everyone. And that message is about Jesus Christ, what he's done. And so that's why you see these words, nations, peoples, all of these. And, And Psalm 8 has something to say about that as well, doesn't it? Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the
1: Bible's uh, if cosmic global drama, if you will, what's going on in the heavens, but uh, also plays out here on earth, uh, is, is kind of seen in that uh, God has chosen humans to be his instruments on earth. Uh, and so Psalm 8 is kind of uh, David reflecting on uh, God's creation of man. Let's read from Psalm 8 and uh, verses uh, 3 and following. It says, When I observe your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you set in place, what is man that you remember him, the son of man that you look after him? You made him little less than God and crowned him with glory and honor. You made him lord over the works of your hands. You put everything under his feet, all the sheep and oxen, as well as the animals in the wild, the birds of the sky and the fish of the sea that pass through the currents of the seas. Then it ends with, Yahweh our Lord, how magnificent is your name throughout the earth.
0: It is, and, and this passage is so well known, especially 3 through 5. Uh, we see that man, all men, from every place on earth is God's creation, and God is wanting that man to know him. And the other one is Psalm 110, and I, I want to read a passage. You may have other verses that you might want to read. But I, I love the starting of Psalm 110. It tells you uh, about enemies, and notice what God is saying here. The Lord said to my Lord, that's, uh, we, we could do a Bible study on that one. The Lord said to my yep. Lord. I love that. Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. And, and there's others about his power, and, and and again, there's some messianic promises here, a priest forever. And so, so Nathan, when we see this global drama, uh, but here is God, he is active. He's not passive in it. God is preparing. Uh, God raises up his people to do the mission work. You know, if missions was not expected— after you got saved, God would just bring you on into heaven, but he leaves us here as instruments of his to disciple, to win, to share the good news of what he's done for us, so others could enter, and not just, yeah, in your community, but worldwide, and so that, that global vision for missions is vital, and the Psalms really carries that out, doesn't it?
1: It really does, and so um, these are three good psalms to uh, to read and meditate on to study, um, and and we we end up with Psalm one ten. And just a quick note about that, just a trivial thing, but uh, it, I think it's important. Did you know Psalm one ten is the most quoted chapter in the Gospels, um, and it's it's one of the most uh, quoted chapters in the whole New Testament. So it's uh, it's an important uh, uh, chapter in Psalm to, to kind of take note of.
0: And, and um, did, the one thing, thing about it is, just seven verses.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, one thing. Uh, speaking of seven verses, we're going to take a deeper dive into Psalm chapter sixty-seven. Um, and uh, before we look at that, though, let me give us three themes that are starting to um, kind of show themselves as we study Psalms and see God's heart for the nations in that in that book. Um, one of the themes is that God is working. To establish his kingdom throughout all the earth and uh, he's he's establishing it but he's also extending it um, so it's growing it's a growing advancing kingdom um, and it's a kingdom of justice and peace as well as fruitfulness and plenty um, another thing that we'll see is that the nations are a harvest for the Lord and his praise and worship the praise and worship of the Lord is the, is the fruit um, now, a third theme, and then we're going to jump into Psalm 67. Uh, God's chosen servant uh, here in the Old Testament is Israel. Uh, we know in the New Testament that that is uh, focused on Jesus. And in, and in even today's time, uh, we can see ourselves as, as God's servant uh, in the world. But God's chosen servant, Israel, are the workers and witnesses to the nations proclaiming his great deeds and worth. So um, pay attention to those three themes as we kind of study uh, Psalm chapter 67 real quickly.
0: When I hear that uh, nation proclaiming, we're, we're not to be silent about this. Uh, yes, our witness and, and our works need to line up. Our talk and our walk need to go together but we're to proclaim the good news of Christ to everyone, to all the nations, and that's what it's about. So Psalm 67 is one of the great Psalms. And so, Nathan, go lead us through this. Okay, would you mind first reading the, the chapter? It's uh, seven verses. Okay. God be merciful to us and bless us and cause His shine his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth your salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. O, let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him
1: amen so the, the the focus or the theme of this psalm I believe is the filling of the earth with God's glory uh, you know when we say God has a heart for all nations uh, what we're really saying another way of saying that is God is concerned with his own glory among all peoples that God would his name would be known and he would be worshiped and 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 uh, uh, respected and adored and, and and served and obeyed so Psalm 67 is all about that. Um, it's actually known as it's called the menorah psalm uh, mainly because it has these seven verses and these parts um, that actually form what's called a chiasm i don't know if you've heard of that term but um, chiasm is a is a uh, pretty common uh, literary device that's used uh, throughout the bible but even in the old testament and you can kind of think of it as a as a sandwich like these each individual verse kind of has a level of a sandwich. So let's say you were making a uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, uh, you might've even been the one dad that taught me how to make a,
0: P- a PB and um, I still make them if, and still eat them by the way. Go ahead. Yeah, I
1: do too. I do too. But uh, so you have, you know, two slices of bread on the top and then the bottom, and then you have uh, maybe some peanut butter on, on the inside of those pieces of bread on both sides. Uh, the top and the bottom, and then right in the middle, you have your jelly, right? Um, and so that would be like an A, B, C, B, A pattern. Gotcha. Um, or yeah. chiasm. You, yeah. You understand what that's?
0: I hope so, I do, yeah. Um, St- say one piece of bread is the A, and the other is the A, yes. and it's on the bottom. And then the right. two Bs is the peanut butter, and the jelly is the C right in the middle.
1: Exactly. So, you know, maybe later as you're at home or you have a chance, you can open up uh, your Bible. Look at Psalm 67. And what you would do is you would put verses one and two and six and seven together. And that that's a OK. And then verses three and five are the B and then verse four in the middle is C. So real quickly, let's just look at it kind of in, in those ways. So one and two go together with six and seven. Verse 1 and 2, may God be gracious to us and bless us. Look on us with favor. All right, look at verse 6. The earth has produced its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. That shows the blessing of God poured out on his people. Okay, Uh, look at verse 2 and and then 7. So that your way may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Now, verse 7, God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. That shows that God is known and revealed on the earth. He's feared and worshipped on the earth. So that's kind of A, all right? If you go a little bit deeper, let's look at the the B level. Verse 3 says, let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. Well, guess what verse 5 says? (laughs) The exact same thing. Let Let the peoples praise you, God. Let all the peoples praise you. And then finally, you get to the middle part, C, verse 4. Let the nations rejoice and shout for joy, for you judge the peoples with fairness and lead the nations on earth. Um, And one thing to keep in mind, anytime you see the word nations or peoples, that's talking about people groups, ethnic groups. It doesn't uh, talk about uh, political geographic lines. It's it's more uh, uh, ethnicity. Uh, And it says in verse 4 that, these nations these people uh, these nations it's repeated uh, repeated phrase there it will they will shout they will rejoice and they will shout and then what will God do he will judge in other words he will make things right he will set things right things that were wrong he will redeem and turn it into things that were right and then he will lead all these peoples so this is uh, the menorah song Psalm 67 Um, some interesting things to to note and hopefully we have enough time to look at this a little bit more in detail um, is these uh, some of these verses hint back to other and in the history and in the uh, prophets of the uh, Old Testament and so uh, just to read a couple of them um, look at verse 6 where it talks about God blesses us with the earth's harvest if you actually look over into Leviticus chapter 26 which, by the way, is a great chapter. Leviticus twenty-six is really, I think, it's like a theological overview of the Old Testament.
0: I was reading I that, read Nathan. I was after you know you sent the outline. I was reading that, and you know, it's one of those if you, you'll forget that how Leviticus is so uh, you know repetitious and so tedious in rules and and everything that you forget this this great chapter. I, I, I appreciate yep. it, and I, I just want to encourage everybody to, after this is over, tr- find your Bible, read Leviticus 26, and you'll be blessed. I hate to interrupt, but yeah. I I just want no, people no. to know this is powerful.
1: Yeah, the whole chapter is, is, is wonderful. Let's read verses 9 through 13. It says, I will turn to you, make you fruitful, and multiply you. What does that sound like, by the way? It <laughs> sound sounds like a Genesis, right? It does. Yeah. And confirm my covenant with you. You will eat the old grain of the previous year and will clear out the old to make room for the new. I will place my residence among you and I will not reject you. I will walk among you and be your God and you will be my people. I am Yahweh, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt so that you would no longer be their slaves. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to live in freedom. And so this is the fruitfulness. that god is promising that will happen eventually it will happen in jesus and it will be not just for israel but it will it will be for all people over the whole earth
0: and when you see that the whole earth and you and you multiply that and you see how god's desire it's god moving and him restoring again making these people and what he's done for them he, he shares with them what has been done and what he wants to do. Uh, Nathan, that makes always makes a good message. I don't care if it's in the old or new, what God has done and then what God wants to do in, in the life of an individual, a family, a church, any anyone. And so he makes this very plain. He desires that, doesn't he?
1: He does. And, and one more place in the Old Testament to look that kind of uh, has a, A tie-in with uh, Psalm sixty seven. In verse seven it talks about how God is going to be feared and worshipped on the earth. First Kings eight, forty one through forty-three speaks of this. It says, Even for the foreigner who is not of your people Israel, but has come from a distant land because of your name, for they will hear of your great name, mighty hand, and outstretched arm, and will come and pray toward this temple. May you hear in heaven your dwelling place, and do according to all the foreigner asks you for, then all the people on earth will know your name to fear you as your people, Israel do and know that this temple I have built is called by your name. Wow. And we know, you know, in the new Testament that Jesus becomes the temple, but then he also makes us his temple. And uh, so we are to be the witness of, uh, of who God is, who Jesus is, what he's done in our lives for all peoples, all the foreigners, uh, wherever they may be.
0: Nathan, th- when I read this, I could not help but remember the years you you, you and your family spent in uh, the Atlanta, Georgia area working with refugees there, and many of them wanted to go back to their country of origin. and And many of them would take that message. Here they were, they had come here as refugees, uh, some of them got saved. Some of them were already saved when they got here. But part of the mission was equipping them. If they did not go back into their country, even there, they would gather together. You know, they had a common language and common culture, and and they would gather together even in that area that you served. And when you reached one, the possibility would go and reach others. And when I read especially verse 4, uh, 43 I couldn't help but think of the work that you guys did in in reaching these people because when you reach them you're reaching more than them you're reaching others it's in that multiplication as well yeah that's exactly right and that's what God has promised
1: that uh, he would uh, bring about in our lives in the in the in the church is that multiplication of God's glory over uh you know among all peoples of the earth um, as we kind of sort of wrap up our study today, you know, there's three chapters that are going to be good to end on, I think. That show the global rule of the king uh in the Psalms. And so it's and they're together, it's pretty interesting that you have Psalm 96, 97, and 98 that all speak of the global rule of God the king and uh again, we know at this time in in history that that is only through Jesus Christ that that can happen. Um, but Psalm 96 has got lots of places to read from. Um, You know, there's uh, the first three verses though are are real simple. It says, Sing a new song to the Lord. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to Yahweh. Praise His name. Proclaim His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the nations. His wonderful works among all peoples. Um, You know, one thing that We also need to note, we've talked about different words like nations, what that refers to, what even God's judgment um, refers to. But when we see this word um, praise, we need to understand what that is actually about. Uh, We have a tendency um, to confuse worship and praise um, and without getting too deep into it. Worship is something that I do uh, with, you know, really between me and the Lord, me and God and I worship Him, and I bow down and surrender to Him. And it's a very private, personal thing. But praise is actually not supposed to be private. Praise is supposed to be public, and it's out loud, and it's in the presence of those who may not have yet come to know the Lord. And so praise is actually for their benefit, for the benefit of the people's, to hear me give praise to God for what He's done in my life. And they will come and want, want to see God do that, you know, in their lives as well. And that's what praise is all about.
0: And verse 4 continues that with saying, for the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Nathan, when we hear this, we know that it is to be expressed. And you said it publicly. And, and I think of several places in the psalm, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, That rejoicing is inward, but the gladness is to be expressed outwardly. So this praise. So I want to ask you this, and I don't think it's too much off the subject. We should be gathered together to worship the Lord and praise him. But if we've worshiped the way we should and worked the way we should, when we leave that gathering, praise will be on our lips, won't they? It will.
1: And... uh the end result will be praise on new lips if you will you know new people that have not currently or uh, formerly praised the lord will come to praise the lord because of our witness and they see our good works and uh, they hear the good news of jesus christ so that's what all, that's what these psalms are really all about god extending establishing his kingdom in all the earth for all peoples everywhere.
0: Remember Psalm 98. That's the last of 96, 97, 98. Guess what it says? Oh, sing to the Lord a new song for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have gained him the victory. We're to share that victory. We're to share that good news. Nathan, thank you for showing us God's heart for the nations in the book of Psalms.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. And uh, may God give us all the eyes to see what he's wanting to do in us, through us and all around us.
0: And let praise come for your lips to others because he is greatly to be praised and to be honored. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions.